Welcome to this episode of Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. Today I want to answer a question that dog trainers hear frequently. Can bad dog training be fixed? The short answer is yes, and today we'll tell you how you can make that change. But as always, we begin our episode by challenging your canine knowledge. And today's question is, if a cheetah and a greyhound ran a race, who would win? We will answer that question and kick off this week's topic after this brief break. Want to learn dog training? Enroll with ISCDT. Our online course consists of 18 lessons that teach dog training and canine behavior. Students work hands-on with dogs and provide a video diary of their work. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more and enroll. Okay, so here's today's question. If a cheetah and a greyhound ran a race, who do you think would win? Well, the answer is really not a simple one. So let's provide a few facts to help us get to this answer. First, a greyhound runs around 35 miles an hour or slightly faster. A cheetah can run up to 70 miles an hour. So while the cheetah would get a nice head start, he could only keep up that pace for about 30 seconds, while the greyhound can keep running at the speed of 35 miles an hour plus for seven miles. So in a short race, the cheetah would win. But if it were a 10K, the greyhound would likely take the win. So I'd like to thank pdsa.org for that trivia information. If you are a dog geek like I am, go forth and enjoy sharing this information with your friends. But more exciting than learning trivia information is finding out how to fix bad dog training or accidental dog training, as I prefer to call it. This is when we mistakenly teach dogs bad habits. The good news, you can fix it. Reality check, it's not a fast fix. It will take work and time. The dog believes the behavior is appropriate because the human reinforces this behavior with their response or lack thereof. Change is never easy, especially when the dog struggles in the early process. Tough love is a hard pill for dog owners to swallow. Many people are quick to abandon training when things get tough. I recently signed a new client and I honestly told them that I could fix their problems, but I was going to have to push them out of their comfort zone. Their dog would be pushed out of his comfort zone. And at first, it will likely be unpleasant and they may want to quit. But if they stick with it, their dog will stop being frightened, will stop lashing out, and they will all start living a healthy, happy life together. Often, the most difficult part of fixing bad training is getting the client to change. And I mean the human client. We never point fingers and tell a prospective client that it is their fault the dog behaves as he does. I mean, let's face it, no one welcomes a dog into their home with the intention of teaching bad habits. So there's no blaming in this scenario. Our clients just need to learn a better way of training. To help them overcome their dog issues, we're going to refer to the work of B.F. Skinner. Skinner's theory of operant conditioning shaped behavior by using a three-term contingency, stimulus, response, and reinforcement. The ABCs of behavior modification altered those contingencies to one, antecedent, 
the action or circumstance that contributes to the behavior. Two is behavior. What the dog does in response, basically the behavior that you don't like. And three, the consequence, the action taken in response to the dog's behavior. We fix poor training techniques by teaching the dog a new behavior that ends bad habits. In this episode, we're going to use begging as our example. So the antecedent is the family sits down at the table to eat. The behavior, the dog is a nuisance during the meal. The dog may bark, pour at people, or stand with its paws on the human legs, or maybe even on the table in an attempt to steal food. The consequence, family members feed the dog for the table, or the dog steals food from the table. So no matter what happens, the dog is rewarded for this poor behavior. And then people often refer to this dog as bad. But the dog is not bad. He or she is simply doing what they were taught and what typically or eventually leads to a reward. So yelling at the dog is only going to lead to confusion and stress. And in many cases, yelling is the precursor to the reward the dog wants, which is receiving food from the table. You know, owners repeatedly yell at the dog, get away from the table, get away. And when the dog continues to annoy the people, owners often feed the dog from the table or they'll get up from the table to go and retrieve a treat or some kind of toy to keep the dog busy. So basically, the dog is eventually rewarded for the behavior. So now how do we fix this? Well, number one, we work on preventing the issue from continuing. Your client wants the dog to stop begging during human meals. So we begin by teaching obedience. My first choice for a dog who begs during meals is teaching the dog the place command or teaching a down implied stay. Teaching these commands does take time. You may need an alternative plan until the dog is capable of accomplishing the above goal. So here are some temporary solutions. You could separate the dog from the family during mealtime with the use of a crate or a gate. The downside to this tip is the family deals with excessive barking while the dog is locked away. Provide an amazing treat that the dog only gets while crated during mealtime to help curb the barking. And of course, we want that treat to be a long-lasting treat like a Kong with peanut butter in it or a bone. You can also feed the dog during human mealtimes. And in an attempt to keep the dog busy, the dog can have his meal or frozen stuffed Kong or an edible bone while you eat in order to keep them away from the table. Now, the downside to this is the dog may show a lack of interest in his food when the human food is around, and they may also return to the table when their food is gone. So in this case, the dog must understand and respond appropriately to the leave it command. Okay, so now the second step in this is we want to reinforce the new behavior. While the dog is learning the behavior, in this case, we're talking about the place or the down implied stay, you're going to reward the dog frequently for staying in command. And as the dog's skill improves, the treats will gradually be weaned. The final result is that the dog exhibits the new behavior and in response receives a reward reinforcement. So if the dog remains in command throughout the meal, the reward reinforcement comes once that you release them. And that doesn't necessarily have to be food. I mean, it can be leftovers placed in a bowl, but it can also be going for a walk or playing ball after dinner. The reward reinforcement is something the dog greatly enjoys, and it makes it worth the dog's while to stay in command while you eat. 
A friend of mine has a dog who loves ice cream. The dog would jump on the counter and lick the ice cream in the container the moment the human turned her back. Rather than repeatedly pushing her dog down and yelling, which we know doesn't work, she taught the dog to sit and wait in the corner of the kitchen while the ice cream was being served. And once the container went back in the freezer, she released the dog from command and rewarded the dog with a spoonful of ice cream. Now, if the dog jumped on the counter, she was not rewarded with ice cream that night. So by providing clear instructions to her dog, which took time, the dog knew what was expected of her and what she needed to do to score the ice cream reward. Now that we've learned the three-step process, let's use the ABCs of behavior once again to show the final result of a properly trained dog who begs during meals. So the antecedent is the family sits down at the table to eat. The behavior, the dog remains in place or remains in a down-implied stay while the family members eat. And the dog remains in command until released. The consequence, the dog gets to play tug of war with the owner, which is an activity that this dog greatly enjoys. This process will work for most annoying behaviors. Dealing with aggression or any serious behavioral problems will take a different technique, which we're not going to discuss tonight because we do not encourage new dog trainers to take on aggressive or more serious dog training issues until they are properly trained to take care of those issues. Now it's time in the podcast to discuss the quick dog training tip of the week. A question I am hearing frequently is how long it takes for a puppy to become housebroken or in the case of when a dog is learning to walk, after two weeks of practicing, people will complain that while the dog is doing better, the dog still isn't walking perfectly around distractions. So I want you to ask yourself, how long did it take you to master a skill? Whether it was starting a new job or enrolling in school to study a new career. You certainly were not proficient in that skill in a matter of days, weeks, or even months. It takes time to build a skill. And this is why the novel To Kill a Mockingbird is a reading assignment for high school students and not kindergarten students who are just learning to read. We have to give our dog the opportunity to learn a command and then the ability to respond in high distraction situations. Rather than looking for an immediate end result, let's appreciate the small achievements that you and your dog accomplish along the way. And in time, your dog will perfect the skill, but it takes time and really nobody can tell you how long it will take because we all learn differently and we pick things up at different speeds and just differently than one another. So just take the time with your dog. Don't rush to the finish line because you're not gonna make it there if you push the dog too fast. We've taken the time to pause and learn. Now it's time to reflect. And I think that these words are perfect for this week's lesson. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skill. And don't wish for less of a challenge wish for more freedom. This is Dog Training Wisdom by Jim Rohan, R-O-H-N. Well, that is all that we have for you today. We hope this information helps you overcome difficult dog behavior. Give the technique a try. 
Don't give up when it gets hard. Be patient and allow your dog the time he needs to accomplish this new goal. And as always, ISCDT enjoys teaching you to train them. Have a great week.